And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. What does a gulak feel like? Uh, just all sorts of glorious. I am on board the Drew train. Drew, 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 Drew. Huh. I, uh, I once went to school with somebody whose name was Drew Train. Really? Really. That just, I, when you said it, it just popped in there. That that was totally a thing. Oh, yes. Finally. I am going to access the DDT Awards Google Doc. Yeah, there's not much there. Uh, and also, uh, the previous year's um, one with the winners was already shared with this account. Okay. So it should be there if you go to docs.google.com. I know you probably don't want to talk about this now. <laughs> but you cannot give the Triple H Ponytail Memorial Award for best hair. To Baron Corbin. Why not? Because that's like giving it to me. It's just a terrible idea. Who do we give it to? Who do we give it to? There's names in there that we should talk about. But again, that's oh, 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 is that actually currently on my list? Is that yes. what you're saying? I, yes. Well, He's remember, the- you have to remember DC. And, you know, while we don't want necessarily want to talk about this now, you know, we, we can certainly give a little preview here. Uh, you know, I, I think that you have to at least add people to the list for whom conversation of that category is relevant. Yes. Now, it might be relevant in saying, okay, no effing way is that happening. But, you know, in, in a category about hair, I, I do think Baron Corbin deserves... Deserves mention. Okay. By the way, you're DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And you are um, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. And uh, we are DDT Wrestling. Um, Apparently, we're going to be, or our other show, DC and Doc Talk, uh, is going to be on Spotify now. Did you hear this? Nope. New Age Insiders and the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network will soon be on Spotify. That's cool. I don't know what Spotify is. I'll have to learn. It's but, a music thing. Oh. And they have a very limited number of podcasts on there. Hey. I don't know how one gets on there, but hey, that's great. Uh, apparently, we, we have done it. And by we, I mean other people that we're just now tagging along with. That's what we do. But that's okay. Um, how are you, Doc? I see uh, wrapping paper. Who does the wrapping in the Manson family household? I mean, that depends on what's being wrapped. Well, obviously, you're not going to wrap your own presents, but um, right. just in terms of like the general stuff for assorted members of the family. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's not me. That's, that's, that's mine, too. I have yeah. five lovely presents nicely wrapped over here that I, I Folks, did not do. I have a damn Ph.D., in cell biology, I've 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 published scientific journal articles as primary author, and 
the subtle art of 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 wrapping a box in paper eludes me. Well, it's not that it eludes me. I can do it, but it always looks like a spastic six-year-old put it together, and I I can't figure out why. I have a master's degree. Yeah, so does everybody I else. Do, I do not have opposable thumbs. And you do have opposable thumbs. What makes them opposable? They're they're opposing the fingers. Oh, okay. So the fact that I can't bend it the same way everyone else doesn't make it opposable. It is, is opposable, I'm saying. Oh, okay. I don't know. And I I I had you know, occupational therapy for fine motor skills as a kid. So understandably, when I rap something, I wish I could get to the level of spastic six-year-old. That That is something to aspire to. All right. Do you just, I, do you just take a thing and sort of – do, you, do you, you just sort of get the paper attached to one and then you sort of roll it and then you take the ends and just fold them over? I have been known to take the ends – and tie them to make it look like a Tootsie Roll. Uh-huh. I will just cover it in paper and then roll the ends and try to tie them off. I mean, as much as you're trying to blame this on, on your freakish genetics, um, I, really, it just sounds to me like you're just not interested in taking the time to, to do a nice job. And hey, man, that's me too. So, I mean, Well, that's, that's true. The pot calling the there, is, there is also just a total lack of energy. If it were up to me, there would be no wrapping paper. Yeah, that's fair. I bought you I'm something. seriously Here it is. considering not wrapping Mrs. Manson's presents only because they are in very large boxes, and I think I'm just going to tape them. Now, I know that Mrs. Manson listens to this show. Yes. But can you just tell me what you got her? No. Why not? She listens to the show. Exactly. What better way for her to find out what her presents are than to find out while walking around at lunch tomorrow? I can tell you exactly one better way, and that would be to open them surrounded by loved ones on the day of the holiday. Now, we'll record at least a couple more times before Christmas. Um, We will not record a couple more times before Hanukkah, though. When did the, well, that's where I was going with this. When does Hanukkah start? You know, uh, I'm going to look it up because I don't actually know for sure, but I'm going to guess it's the 12th. Okay. Yes! Well the, done. The evening of the 12th. I was right. Um, now, being a dual denominational household, neither yes. of you converted, you just celebrate both. Yeah. Okay. At some point, I want to actually, the next time I come over to record some DC and Doc Talks, which... You know, probably should be soon, considering we're out. Um, yeah. Come on over. The door's I, always open. I do want to sit down with Mrs. Manson and actually talk about Hanukkah, because that is a holiday that I have a very limited understanding of. And then I want to sit and talk to you about Kwanzaa, because I enjoy being awkward uh-huh. <laughs> and having that sort of conversation. How's life? Uh, you know, it's been better, but it's not terrible. Would you like to go into it? Into life? I mean, I think we're in it already. Wow. I'm more mean. You said it's been better. Would you like to tell us what's going on? I'm trying to get around the fact that uh, you didn't watch wrestling this week. <laughs> and I did, but there's not a huge amount 
to talk about that isn't like deep serious All stuff. Right, so here's the thing. This is what I know about wrestling this week. You ready? Sure. This is what I know about wrestling. Okay. One. Asuka was in a match. She got surrounded by Absolution again, and they left her alone again, right? Yeah. All right. And I didn't read that. I just guessed. Uh, number two. <laughs> um, Randy Orton suplexed Sami Zayn off the top rope in the ring on SmackDown, and it was very pretty. Yeah. That I saw. And three. So you did Woken Matt Hardy is back. You did watch wrestling. Not really. I saw a GIF. Oh. Well, it was pretty. And then I did watch the YouTube video of Woken Matt Hardy, which is really what I want to talk about. Okay, well then let's start there. What do you think of Woken Matt Hardy? As opposed I love to bring it. Broken Matt Hardy. I don't care. Same thing. Different. I don't care. It's great. And you know what I love about it is that they're pairing him up right off the bat against Bray Wyatt. And you get to see Bray Wyatt being the super serious version of this character. And, and even just the way they cut that promo, immediately cutting like between the laughters and just seeing, you know, the the goofiness of Logan <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> I don't even know if that was right, but it, it was, was so like good. Just seeing that contrast, these two sort of, you know, supernatural sort of cosmic characters and just seeing the complete different ways of you could play that. And, you know, it. It really worked for me. I, w- I think it was a good sort of introduction, and I- I'm excited. I am excited to see where it goes, and I am doubly excited to see where it goes because I hear, I've heard, the grapevine, the dirt sheets, the other sites, they tell us that Vince McMahon is a fan of Woken Matt Hardy, and there is a chance here, at least in the short term, to see some actual creativity from Matt. He's got some license mm-hmm. and it could lead us to places from, and I am excited to see where from it From what I have heard is Vince is letting Matt take the lead on this, which is exactly what he should do. Right. Now my problem with that is I'm pessimistic, I'm cynical, and I tend to believe that he's going to let Matt Hardy do whatever he wants for two weeks maybe five weeks and then he's going to start putting his thumbs in it and it's going to be less enjoyable. I hope it's not the case. He, cause I will say to his credit, to his credit, I do feel like Vince McMahon stayed the hell out of the way of the new day and they let the new day do whatever it was they wanted to do. And, you know, I'm hoping that Matt Hardy is able to connect with the mainstream audience the way the New Day did and therefore justify the license that he's been given so that it may continue in perpetuity. That's my hope. Well, here's my question. How long can this go? Because I don't know the exact moment when you kind of tired of the New Day. It happened well before they lost the tag team titles. So, you know, I don't know if it was a year, a little more, a little less, but at some point you were once entertained by the New Day and then were no longer so. True. And and I wonder how long this sort of thing works. Like what what I liked about the broken Matt Hardy thing is it was fairly at least as far as I'm aware, it was fairly short. He had, you know, we had final deletion, we had a couple little things after that, but then it was done. No, I, I think it went on for months. 
I mean, honestly. Well, then he they had did the, the final deletion. Angle, I suppose. What's that? Then he had the amnesia angle, I suppose, which was also part of it. I feel like it went on for probably longer than you really think. Um, they did As more someone than who hasn't events. watched TNA in ages, that's almost guaranteed to be the case. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I don't know how long it can go on for and be original. But, honestly, if he's – the thing that I liked about Woken Matt Hardy is not only was it goofy, which, as we all know, is what I and I think you tend to enjoy about wrestling products. But beyond that, he kept evolving it. It wasn't just him going – Brother Nero, over and over again. Suddenly there was Senor Benjamin, and then he brought his wife into it, and Maxwell, or Maxwell rather. And then he 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 had, you know, as I've said before, uh, the giraffe that was George Washington. Then he had the dilapidated boat, and he had Skarsgård, and he had, you know, the feud with, um, I think he, they feuded with the Decay. Yeah, the, the Decay invading his house. Like, they, they did... They went places with it, and it just got crazier and crazier, and then they were on the quest for gold, and they were traveling through different dimensions and showing up in different promotions. Like, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen here, that sort of thing, but, you know, there's probably a scale of production that was not available to Matt Hardy in TNA when he was bankrolling this stuff himself. Mm-hmm. If, TNA, if WWE, rather, is willing to put some of their production chops behind what some of this stuff it, we may actually end up with because i mean like it or not as enjoyable as i found of other stuff that wasn't well produced we may end up with well produced i so again i don't know how long it can last but as long as he keeps coming up with wilder and crazier and wackier things you know it, as long as the machine is behind it and believes in it it could go places and i don't know where those places are and that's what i'm excited about from the sounds of it, the fans in the crowd have gotten behind at least the delete thing. I don't know how many of them know what the hell they're doing, but they're yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's pretty well known, though, actually. I, I feel like those that, bra- that Broken Matt Hardy thing did a lot of play on social media, and I think it got beyond... Just, just you know, the the wrestling community. I think a lot of people have seen Broken Matt Hardy, are aware of it, and liked it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think that I think there is it, you just you could hear it in the crowd. It's not just the delete. I mean, going back and forth between him and Bray Wyatt, like they were they were laughing and cheering like crazy with the condition. Like my they, favorite they, part they of this it. whole thing. Yeah. Is that Bray Wyatt gets to be the, okay, let's settle down now. He's always the, you know, and he's not doing it in a crazy, silly way, but he's always the out there talking in metaphor and all this sort of stuff. And the other people, the ones kind of looking around being like, are you listening to this? And he got to do that a little bit. And I'm like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, because Bray Wyatt is in serious need of a character shift and you know i'm hoping that not only does this do wonders for matt hardy but i'm hoping that this does something for bray wyatt too i don't want this to be a one match we're done and you know bray wyatt goes on to continue to be a you know mid card like i hope this can elevate both of them of course that's always the hope 
And, you know, I don't blame you for being hopeful. And certainly there's part of me that does hope Bray Wyatt goes on to, you know, fulfill his potential. But at some point, I don't know, you, you can't keep back in the same horse when they never win the race. You know what I mean? So I've While given up a Bray Wyatt subject, I also hope this means that Bo Dallas winds up joining his brother and we get Hardy's versus Rotunda's. In in, in in the same vein of backing the same horse, I will go down with the Rotunda Brothers ship if I have I'm sure to. Sure that you will. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'd rather. I would honestly rather see Matt Hardy get this gimmick over and established in the WWE at the expense of Bray Wyatt than I would hoping that he wins or is able to build himself up out of it. Um, I, Matt I Hardy, think... I feel like, has potential still. Bray Wyatt, I'm not so sure about it. I don't think Matt Hardy needs to ultimately win this feud to get that character over. That character... Because just imagine this for a second. Now I'm talking crazy, as I am wont to do. Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, universal title. Like, just imagine what they could do in this, you know, I am the spirit of Alexander and all of this sort of stuff. If they had a universal title match that actually involved them, like, going through different universes. And all of a sudden, the two of them show up on Southpaw Wrestling. And they're fighting each other there. And I see what you're doing here. You're just trying to set up a House of Horrors 2 match. That's all you... That's gonna happen. Of course it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know... You're right, Matt Hardy doesn't need to win this feud to get the gimmick over necessarily, but I don't want Woken Matt Hardy to just be the crazy guy who loses. I want him to be a force to be reckoned with. I want him to be in title contention. I want him to okay. be pushed to the front of but the... But he's on At wrong. the very least, the front of the mid-card. I'm not crazy. He doesn't have to be going for the universal title. Uh, that's, it's not that's the sort of gimmick that he's gonna be. He's on Raw. So, right now, and again, this is this is subject to change, depending on how long this character lasts... You've got Brock Lesnar. I don't know that we ever see Brock Lesnar versus Broken Matt Hardy. No, never. But we've got the Intercontinental title. I'm sure he could do that. Um, What happens when Jeff Hardy is healthy? What do you hope? I hope that he comes back as Brother Nero. But do they feud or do they team? They team. You don't want to see Hardy versus Hardy again? You can get to that eventually if you want, but... No, I'd rather they they pick up their quest for gold and actually collect the WWE tag team belts uh, to add to Skarsgård. Okay. Well, I am glad you were excited. I am glad you were excited. Do you regret uh, getting rid of Sling TV? Not really, because I watched you know two minutes of Woken Matt Hardy on YouTube, and it didn't cost me nothing. Fair enough. And That's... I don't know that there was anything else in the show that I really had to see. Well, before we go into Raw and kind of break it down a little bit, um, you were talking about tag teams. Uh, we're heading into Clash of Champions. It is not this weekend. It is the weekend after this. Whose um, show is that? SmackDown? That is a SmackDown show. Okay. And the tag team titles will be defended in a Fatal 4-Way match between the Usos who are the current champions, I won't even make you guess, The New Day, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, 
and the team that I now hope wins, Rusev and Aiden English. That's nine people. How is that a fatal four-way? Well, it's going to be, I'm assuming, two members of New Day. Okay, so that's eight. It's a tag team match, a fatal four-way tag team match. Oh, I see. Four teams. Ah. That's not called something else? I feel like that should be called something else. No, it's a fatal four-way tag team match. Can't we call it like a four-team dance? If you'd like to, sure. All right. Call it whatever you want. But um, Rusev and Aiden English defeated New Day on SmackDown and so have earned a title. Rusev has his own t-shirt. He's They've already earned the title? That's great. Well, they... I missed you. No, you didn't. I did. I regret yeah. it now, but I did at the time. <laughs> um... But yes, I am. I am excited. You know, I I feel like it's been Usos and New Day for most of 2017. That's why I don't if, care anymore. If we can enter 2018 with Rusev and Aiden English as tag team champions, or at least contending for a tag team title, I you will can't. be happy. They're contending. They're wrestling in a match for the tag team titles. That's contending. Yeah, it depends on your definition of contending. The I'd bludgeon, argue they'd have to have a chance to be contending. The Bludgeon Brothers aren't doing this. No, Breezango is not doing this. The Ascension's not doing this. Rusev and Aiden English. And I, I, I think they've got a shot to win. Nah. I'm early prediction. I'm going with them. Okay. Because I don't mind losing all of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. Um, let's see. Since we are talking about what went on in the world of wrestling, Bo Dallas had a wrestling match. I was excited for that. I don't did he lose to? Finn Balor, but still. But awesome. Still, you hey. know, I mean, in terms of all those great matchups that I've never seen on television that I was really just sort of eagerly anticipating watching, you know, I, I, I got to say, I'm really sorry that I missed uh, Bo Dallas versus Finn Balor. That hey, sounds like that's a battle television. of two former NXT champions. Oh, great. Good. Good. That's wow. That is history in the making. How could I have missed that? Oh, I will never be complete. You know what? In a month, when this edition of Raw is added to the WWE Network, I will enjoy it for my $9.99 a month. That is what I plan to do. We were doing so well. We were talking what? about Woken Matt Hardy. You were excited. You were gleeful. Uh, All it took was me turning my attention to Bo Dallas, and down we went. Mm, and Finn Balor, to be Finn fair. Finn Balor doesn't help, to be honest. Um. I believe it is WWE Week on What's the USA network, network. Uh I'm pretty sure last night or maybe next week NXT was on USA. Huh. They had it was WWE Week, so Monday was Raw, Tuesday was SmackDown, NXT was on USA on Wednesday and then Tribute to the Troops might be tonight. I think it's this week, but it could be next Why week. Why did they do that? Because USA wanted to have a WWE Week and I also imagine it is a test balloon for potentially putting NXT on cable full time. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Let's say they sign a new contract, they sign it with NBC, parent company of USA Network. Um, so they continue, you know, with this current arrangement, uh, but they change the terms of the deal 
WWE, of course, gets paid more money, but in return, they now have to deliver NXT as a weekly USA Network exclusive show. Same deal that there is now, it gets added to the network a month after it originally airs. Good move, bad move, what's your thoughts? How long? How long? How long of a show is it? Is it one hour? Yeah, it's one hour. It's Are they current going to product. Go up to two hours? No, no, current product, one hour. They're not going to want to do that. Yeah, I agree. They said they wanted live, like they're not, the whole reason we can't watch a taped episode of uh, Raw on Christmas is USA wants live wrestling. NXT would have to go live week to week. And I imagine at some point they might want at least 90 minutes, if not two hours. Like, yeah, you know. USA Network might be like, you know, our goal would be for for you to produce wrestling five nights a week for us. I don't think that really would be their goal, though. I don't know, but wrestling they're is doing expensive four nights a week this week. It's four nights. Yeah. That's a one-time um, thing, but I don't know. Anyways, just curious. It's, it's, I think it's a terrible idea. I think overall it would be a bad move because... I mean, can you imagine having... Trying to, like, um, you know, build up to a takeover or something... When you're going to have TakeOver and the last month of NXT hasn't even been seen on the network yet. Like, I know that's currently what happens with pay-per-views, but people are so used to consuming NXT through the network that I just feel like that would be completely... I mean, it's no different, I guess, than what happens with pay-per-views now, but it just seems like it would be so much more detrimental to that product. Yeah. I, you know, I'm intrigued... I, I like the idea of NXT getting some more exposure because we've seen time and time again that many casual WWE fans aren't following NXT, so they're not familiar with these talents when they show up. So it's they, true. Like, I mean, Sarah Logan, I haven't watched NXT in like a year or so. I mean, I kind of knew the name. I think I saw her once or twice in the Mae Young Classic, but... I mean, I don't think I've ever really seen her wrestle before. So, I mean, I guess I should have been watching NXT if that's what I if I wanted to be prepared for these big debuts on the main roster. You have this inflection of your voice when you play this character. And it's not Kermit the Frog, but I can hear him in there somewhere. <laughs> um but, you know, it's interesting because at one point I was like, oh, man, look at him getting on the Sarah Logan train. And then I went, no, wait, never mind. I can tell where he's going with this. No, never mind. Kermit's in there. But seriously, why would you put her on the main show after never utilizing her in NXT? Why? I gave my theory a couple weeks ago when this whole thing I still happened. Don't like I gave it. my theory. Well, we'll see. She's going to be wearing overalls and wearing a straw hat before we get to WrestleMania. You saw that on Twitter, because I saw that on Twitter. I saw it on Reddit, but yeah, oh, fair enough. Either one. I get those confused sometimes. Mm. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if after the Royal Rumble, because I do think we're heading towards a female Royal Rumble. I don't know that they've announced it yet, but it's it's happening. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these women disappear and go back. Either go back to NXT or I don't know what they're going to do, but... What if instead of doing a Royal Rumble, they did a Queen of the Ring? I would. Be I know fine. that doesn't quite rhyme. But. I would be fine with that. I would love for them to do that because it is going to be awkward to watch either a twenty or 
God help us, a 30-woman Royal Rumble and then a 30-man Royal Rumble. It's not that it's going to be awkward. I feel like it's just going to be – I feel like it's going to make the Royal Rumble less – this sounds awful because it's going to come off as sexist. But it, it, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying having women Royal Rumble devalues the Royal Rumble match. But what I'm saying is having that much of – a Royal Rumble style match in a single show is going to make it inherently less exciting. You know what I mean? It's just that. too much of a good thing. We've seen that with Hell in a Cell. We've seen that with Money in the Bank. Right. You have two ladder matches. Well, suddenly the ladder matches aren't as exciting. Yeah, one was women's, but you needed James Ellsworth to save that one. Oof. We had two Cell matches. We've had two Elimination Chamber matches. It's like, I get it. You have gimmick pay-per-views. You need to kind of sell the gimmick, but you know, I don't. I don't know how. I you do could... think. I, I think it points to. I think. I don't want to say like a serious disconnect with WWE management because you know whatever they can do whatever they want. But I, I, we've had this conversation before. Lots of people in the community have had this conversation before. It's not a new point, but you really feel like. What they're doing, because you just said this, they are selling the gimmick because they have a gimmick pay-per-view, when in reality, the gimmicks should be in service of selling a match. It should be selling a feud that has been suitably built up that such the application of such a match is appropriate. And doing it the reverse way just... No, it's not how a good story is written. Correct. It's just not at all. Not at all. You don't say, okay, well, we're going to have this climax in Act 3, but Act 3 has to happen in October. So we need to make sure to write this, you know. I mean, Sam- I guess that that could work if you had the best writers in the world and they were able to make th- th- this perfectly scripted, seemingly organic thing th- that ended in October. I mean, but to get that perfectly right every time – just seems like that's well, sure. way more difficult. If you were writing, if this was an animated show, or if these were robots who are never going to get injured or never going to need time right. off for various other reasons, it would be fine. The, remember when we were going to have the Shield triple threat, and we built all yeah. this way for the tr- Shield triple threat, and then Roman got suspended, and thus ended the Shield. Oh, oh no! And then no. they had to they had to they build had the Shield. Match. They had to build the Shield triple threat without him. Mm-hmm. That was- that's. This is, and I know this has been talked about before, but this is the biggest problem with WWE storytelling is they've been burned so many times before. Like we've had this conversation so many times, we were typing it to each other in a like in a Google Doc back when we were the number two contenders. That's how in a Gulak Doc, a what? A Gulak Doc, a Gulak Doc. Back when, you know, that's how long ago we were having this. They got burned by Punk. They got burned by Brian. They got burned by Roman a couple of times. So now they can't write long-term stories. The fact that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens never had a Hell in a Cell match blows my mind. Absolutely. Like, that was the tailor-made feud for it. And I don't remember how that feud ended, besides the fact that now they're friends again. I mean, all that happened was Sami Zayn got replaced by Chris Jericho. That's what happened. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. And and again, you know, I know we started this conversation with Sarah Logan, but um but you know, I I understand The problem that- is they're not and you're right, it's because they've been burned too many times, but they you know, they're waiting they they always say they're waiting for someone to grab 
that brass ring, right? They're trying to build around someone who who just who takes it and runs with it. But that's not how the company is set up. They're not built around building people anymore. They're built around selling the gimmicks or built around selling the pay-per-view. They're they're selling the company and they just use whatever actors happen to be there and shove them into whatever role they best fit into. I really feel like the business model is, or not maybe the business model, but the the way that they're handling creative is just the opposite of what you would want to do to tell good stories. Yes, yes, yes. And yet they still manage to tell good stories. I Sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, and and, and again, I think we're going to look back on this 10, 15 years down the road and be like, when WWE Network became a thing, their entire outlook changed. Yeah. They need to tell good enough stories for you to spend $9.99 a month. They don't need to tell good enough stories for you to spend $60, $70 for WrestleMania. Yeah, you're right. Well, and again, and it goes back to injury. A lot of it is not necessarily their fault. They're trying to do two weekly television shows <coughs> at the same time on the road. It's not like, you know, the writers tend to, as far as I'm aware, the writers, I believe, go with them. So it's not like they're, you know, able to sit back and really look big picture. They're kind of writing. And, you know, when you have a boss who will have you completely rewrite a script that you've been working on the last week in the last two hours before you go live... I mean, how do you have any sort of continuity? All right. Let's go back to what's going on, because I do think there were good things. I enjoyed – I'm in the minority here. I enjoyed the opening segment of Raw, Jason Jordan. I'm enjoying what that character is slowly becoming. He's, you know, he's, he's being – He's becoming s- Kurt Angle? No. He's becoming uh, slightly whiny, slightly, you know – not devious, but he did attack somebody from behind. It was, I, I mean, think wasn't it was Kurt Joe. Angle in his prime a heel? Yeah, but... I mean... Jason Jordan, you know, Kurt Angle was a heel, but he was a... I don't know. It would be difficult. Kurt difficult Angle to... was a heel, except he was entertaining. I liked what Jason Jordan did. I thought the promo was good. I didn't I see like, it, so no, that's I can't fine. really judge. And a lot of people didn't like it. It was a whole thing. It was Joe and Roman and Jordan, and I dug it, and not a lot of other people did. People thought it was, you know, flat or whatever because they were like, well, Joe, you know, just kind of was one note. And I'm like, Samoa Joe's kind of not always one note, but, you know, there's he is a very kind of one-dimensional character in situations like this. He's... I mean, Mike, I, I don't know what he actually did on Monday, but Samoa Joe is rage. Yes. Like, that's all that he is. Yeah. So you had rage, and then you had Roman Reigns, who is who was, to his credit, doing kind of the cool, you know, at one point, Jason Jordan gets on the mic and is talking to Samoa Joe and being like, you know, you had your, your chance or whatever. I could take you right now. And Roman kind of just gave him that, like, what the hell is wrong with you kind of look, which works for him because he's not talking. If he was just facial expressions, he'd be fine. Um, but I liked it, and it led to, again, another long opening match. I think it was three segments. Roman Reign and Jason Jordan, it was very good. You know, Jason Jordan's clearly got the talent. Um, so I was a fan of that. 
we'll see where this goes. I'm not, you know, Jordan kind of got punked by Joe at the end, as you would kind of expect him to do, but that was good. Um, what do you think of this whole uh, history was made today, or at least today in Abu Dhabi? Uh, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss wrestled each other in Abu Dhabi on the international tour, the first time women have wrestled in Abu Dhabi. Really? Yes. They had to they they wore different outfits because Abu Dhabi being very conservative, they had full body covering. People were not a fa- some people were not a fan of that cuz they some people look for things to get upset about. But yes, mm. it was kind of cool. Sasha All versus right. Alexa. Had not heard about that. That's cool. So. Um but yes, Absolution did their things. Mandy Rose walks very oddly. Uh, yep. Is that all you want to say about that? Yep. It's it's weird. She looks like she's it's she's just not done it before. Um, Drew Gulak's gonna totally win this cruiserweight title, I think. Oh, and uh, Enzo Amore has an admirer. Nia Jax. Oh, Nia yeah. Jax apparently is taking an interest in the Zoe train. Well, you know, Nia Jax has to do something. It was an interesting, you know, she kind of was just standing there smiling and she's, you know, the same height as Enzo and obviously bigger than Enzo. And she kind of just smiling at him and she's like, how you doing? And he goes from like looking terrified to suddenly kind of being like, yeah, everyone wants a piece of the champ. But, Hmm. but yeah, Drew Gulak is going to wrestle. Drew Gulak is facing who? Drew Gulak is wrestling who? Rich Swan next week, the winner, then wrestles for the Cruiserweight title. And I think Gulak's going to do it. Isn't Gulak currently aligned with Enzo? Yes. And I watched part of 205 Live because Drew Gulak was going to be kind of running the show. And, you know, he was doing commentary and they were asking him, you know, well, what happens if you're wrestling Enzo Amore, are you going to, you know, let your leader kind of retain his title? And he was very circumspect in how he answered that question. So it's interesting. I like Drew Gulak a lot. I didn't think this character would work for me, and it totally does. So did you hear that they're going to be running non-televised 205 Live wrestling events? Yes, in our area, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. What do you think about that? It's interesting, you know, it's interesting and again it goes along with with NXT. I'm wondering if we're going to see a third brand where NXT maybe gets paired up with 205 Live and maybe if this UK championship show isn't going to happen, maybe they have all those guys become one brand and they start running a third set of house shows every week. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like exactly what the plan is with these non-televised 205 Live shows. Is I know I've said it before, but if, if USA Network and WWE were like, all right, Wednesdays, two hours, it's going to be a mix of 205 Live, the UK Championship, and NXT, I would definitely watch that show. Well, I wouldn't because I don't have cable, but I would definitely wish I could watch that show because that would be an interesting mix of talent. Especially yeah. if they allowed him to, you know, if all of a sudden you were like, all right, it's Pete Dunne versus Cedric Alexander, and it's, you know, Drew McIntyre versus Tyler Bate or versus, you know. Versus a bicep tear. Well, that's that's unfortunate. It is. He's back working out, though, after his surgery, so hey. he's on the mend. Good, good. 
let's see. Uh, yeah. Oscar beat Alicia Fox. Good. Bo yeah, Dallas wrestled. Be. Matt Hardy was woken. My condition! We're definitely heading towards the Shield versus Sheamus, Cesaro, and Samoa Joe. Which well, I'm you all think for. that, except I don't know if you've heard, but maybe Sheamus is never going to wrestle again. Why not? Oh, um, spinal stenitis. Really? Same thing that ended Edge's and Stone Cold's careers. I did not hear that. You, despite the fact that you don't watch wrestling, you pay a lot of attention to uh, what's going on in the uh, in the world. I, I, on, I only check out one dirt sheet, so apparently I'm missing it. Or where where you where do you get all this great information? Reddit. Yeah, I don't spend as much time in the squared circle as I should. I only read headlines for the most part. I don't participate. I don't comment on anything. But I'm there. Hmm. All right. Well, interesting, interesting. And then, yeah, let's see. SmackDown. Uh, Shane McMahon. They're they're telling us, it seems like what they're telling us is that um, at Clash of Champions, we're going to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn wrestle Randy Orton and Shinsuke. And if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lose, they're fired. Not just from SmackDown, but from all of WWE. And that's Shane's idea, obviously. Daniel Bryan is advising him to reconsider, but he's not going to. So it feels like we're heading towards a place where Daniel Bryan is going to help Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win. I kind of felt like that was obvious since he did not fire them Yes, two weeks ago. I, but I don't know if we're seeing an out-and-out Bryan heel turn or if this is just going to be hey you hired me to do what's best for business despite your personal feelings these two are what's best for business i kind of feel like it's i'd it's rather very it be strange. a heel turn i'd rather it's it going, be a heel turn it is going to be a heel turn except he's going to play the heel as a face and shane mcmahon is going to be a face who acts like a heel yeah it's going to be those shades of gray sort of things um let me see. But I really like evil Daniel Bryan. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It makes total sense for him to be part of it, but I'm just. I enjoyed know. him when he was world champion, no, no, paired up no. with AJ Lee. Uh, he was he was a good scumbag. So I don't know. I I kind of <laughs> look forward to that. Aren't you a good scumbag? Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? But yeah, uh, again, Clash of Champions is next weekend. We only have five matches. We have that excellent triple threat of Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler for the U.S. title. Hmm. Charlotte versus Natalia are going to be in a Lumberjack match. Lumberjill match. Well, they call it Lumberjack. Good! That's the stupidest thing they ever did was call it a Lumberjill match. Yeah, no, they're calling it a Lumberjack match. Good. Like it. We have the tag team Fatal 4-Way or the 4-Way Dance, as you'd like it called. Uh, and then AJ I said versus... the four team dance. Get it right, DC. Sorry, sorry. And then we have what are you uh, Canadian? Sorry. And then we have AJ versus Ginger. Because while they didn't appear, <laughs> while they didn't appear on SmackDown, they do have a world champion and a contender in 
that that's 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 who they are. Uh, GQ, don't make me watch this show. <laughs> I, you know, the four team dance will be good. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke will be good. I can't say I'm super excited for the other ones, although, you know, I like Dolph Ziggler. I've kind of stopped liking Bobby Roode. Is that wrong? Of, of that group, the one that you choose to say that you like is Dolph Ziggler. Is it wrong to say that I'm kind of falling out of love with Bobby Roode? No, not really. He has a great entrance. Even that, I'm like, okay, I've, I've seen it. Well, that's exactly why you're falling out of love with him. It's a great entrance, but you've seen it. And what yeah. else has he done? I mean, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed a lot of his work um, in TNA. Yes. Um, even like pre-Beer Money, he had a run as champion where he was the heel, uh, Robert Roode. Um, and he did an excellent job there. But honestly, he's not – He's. I always thought it was a strange move to introduce him to the main roster as a face. I know why they did it, because he was going to get cheered anyways, because glorious is glorious. But it, it just it's doesn't it does not jive with him, I don't think. Yeah, I'm reading hold on, I'm reading that about the two oh five live shows and the company the company is experimenting with a fifth touring brand. Because they have Raw and SmackDown and NXT and I guess NXT doesn't tour that much, though. Mm, they're touring more than usual. I don't I know who, the, were, I I don't they know who were. the fourth brand is, though. Who's the fourth brand? Raw, Main SmackDown, event. NXT. Um, the UK event. doesn't tour. They don't have UK shows. Huh. Anyways. That doesn't make any sense. Where, where do they record Main Event? That's before Raw or SmackDown. Well, there you go. Yeah, but they don't tour separately. We're not watching the Kurt Hawkins tour. Speaking of which, what happened on main event? I don't even know if they do superstars anymore. They do 205 Live now. They just have main event. And on main event, we had Akira Tozawa wrestle Brian Kendrick, and Gallows and Anderson wrestle Heath Slater and Rhino. Oh, man. Gallows and Anderson are still a thing. They are. Hey, is Rhino eating crackers still? I imagine they don't give him that much time. I liked Heath Slater and Rhino. I liked them on SmackDown when Rhino was eating crackers in Heath Slater's trailer. That was good. That was He's good. He's got kids, man. Um, yeah. Outside of that, the, the big news in wrestling has been about, you know, wrestlers calling other wrestlers smelly and... Who's smelly? Michael Elgin. Who oh, he also, sucks. Let's not talk al- about him. Well, he called Matanza smelly. Yeah, he did worse things than that, too. So I understand, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is the other big news in wrestling is all serious stuff that you and I tend not to talk about. Yeah, not to mention the fact that these are two indie guys that typically are not on my radar anyways. Jeff Cobb is, uh, but only because I used to watch Lucha Underground. I like how you make a point of used to. When it was good, you know, before they ruined everything by randomly having four months off in the middle of a storyline that made no sense and completely killing my love for their story and product. And, you know, back before Sexy Star was also an outcast. Well, outcast makes it sound like she doesn't deserve it. So, whatever. I feel like 
despite the fact that we haven't done our emails yet, I feel like we need to do our piece of positivity now just to get you hyped back up for... <laughs> oh, just show me another picture of Asuka getting ready for Christmas and we'll be good. Did you see that picture? I always I see these pictures and I always want to like quote you, but I'm like, I have a feeling you have some way of... Most um, people tend to quote me. Wow. Send them to me. Your love for... Uh... Asuka is well known. Your love for Asuka is well known. Uh, have you been voting in the 2017 WWE Talent Tournament? Occasionally. I'm Although, I gotta say, when I vote, I always wonder, why is this not on the DDT poll account? Uh, a, at one point I forgot that I had the DDT <laughs> poll account. Uh, and, you mean at one point up until I just mentioned it? No, I mentioned ago. it. I remembered it before that because I'm also building um, the all-time talent tournament, which has 1,028 names. And that one will have to be on the DDT poll because I will be unfollowed or muted by everyone. I'm already muted by most people, I'm pretty sure. But if I start tweeting out brackets of 1,000 wrestlers, there's probably a better way to do it than Twitter. I'm telling you, it needs to be DC and Doc Talk from now on. We'll we'll start with we'll start with the first show. We're gonna put make an ordered list of I don't know what a reasonable number is. We'd have to discuss it, but let's say we're gonna do a, an ordered list of fifty of those talents. We would just pick them at random. We'd pick fifty, put them in order, and then it's only gonna get more difficult, right? So the next show, instead of doing fifty, we're gonna add twenty names. And we'll do that until adding 20 names takes way longer than an hour. And then we'll drop to 10 names. And we'll okay. I'm all in. Except I still want to do the root beer taste test. But besides that, I'm all in. The root beer taste test? Oh, yeah. The root beer taste We're test. That's Barks and Mug and A&W and mm, yeah. take the labels off. and Yeah. Is it purple? Is the label purple? No, I'm all for doing Skittles. That, that was a I'm... joke to Mrs. Manson. Shout out, Mrs. Manson! She was terrible at the Skittle taste test. She's making cookies downstairs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. She. None of them are for me, of course. Again, again, another episode. In addition to the Hanukkah, I want to hear about the cookies. Mrs. Manson needs a weekly podcast. People want to know more about her. She's she's shrouded in mystery, and she's not like Mrs. Matthew shrouded in mystery, where they literally know nothing about her. Like, there's enough in there that you know people want to know more. She's a people want to know about the woman who's married to Doc Manson. People want to know about what sort of person would put up with this sort of person. Does she look like Asuka? Does she have her own Asuka mask that she just keeps in the bedroom for special occasions? No one both accounts. If she got one, would you be a fan? I don't know. Would you ever... I'd try it once. Would you... (laughs) If you had unlimited resources... Okay. Would you ever, like set up like get a giant king size bed and set up ropes and like a turnbuckle around it and just make a giant bed that was also a ring we have a king sized bed do you have ropes well no never mind i don't want you to answer that question please for the love of god don't answer that question do you have turnbuckles <laughs> i won't answer that question but what i'll tell you is ropes leave burns folks you want to use nylons instead or Velcro cuffs. Those work fine, too. 
Now I'm grossed out. Ha! <laughs> Take that. Uh, what did you ask me? Oh, Would you no. want to put ropes in a turnbuckle? I mean, you know, maybe. I don't know what we'd really do with that. But. <laughs> if you had the option to superplex Mrs. Manson, <laughs> would uh, you do it? I, you know, I've nearly killed myself in a bounce house before, so I'm not sure <laughs> that a bed <laughs> is going to. Uh... I see your bounce house and raise you that my dad had to come save me because I almost <laughs> drowned in a ball pit. I can't drown in a ball pit. I couldn't find my footing and kept falling over. He had to come get me because it was this I, last week. No. <laughs> No. Champ was just wading in. He was like, I'll get you, DC. (laughs) Two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's hilarious. My dad, who's on the verge of 70, had to walk in with his (laughs) hand and pull me out. (laughs) Sounds about right. Uh, You know, uh, just as an aside, I don't know why I'm even bringing this up, except, you know, we could do this all the time. Just because I'm laughing uh, is what reminded me. I've been watching um, Community. Uh, I've never seen that show before, and it's pretty good. It's very sitcom-y, formulaic. It's not mm-hmm. like anything special, but I don't know. I'm I, enjoying it. I, I hear that either season three of Fuller House is out now or it will be out by the <gasps> end of the month. No. Well, season three already came out a while ago, but they stopped halfway through the season. So you're saying oh, the rest of the season? I believe so. Team Steve. And, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is on Netflix. When? Now. It's already there. Oh, perfect. So I will watch that soon. Your weekend is planned. Mm. I I would totally do this list though. And you're you're hysterical if you think that 50 names. Like we we could start with just W. I think we should stick to WWF/WWE because I'm going to name a WCW wrestler and you're going to have no idea who it is. Right, but that's fine. I'll just put them at the end. Okay. Okay. I I, I really think we could totally do this. Okay. I'm totally fine. We've changed that show so many times. Jason Maltov will just be glad to know there's wrestling on each week. Well, we always have wrestling on each week. Yeah, but a lot of times it's literally 30 <laughs> seconds of, hey, so that happened. Okay. All right. Quota um, filled. We have emails. We have four emails. Amazing. Uh, DDTWrestling at gmail.com is where you can send those emails. And the first one comes to us from Malika Roy. I, I'm not going to read this. Why not? Because it's crap. Oh, I didn't actually read it. I was just like, I was hoping it was entertaining spam. Uh, the next one comes in from good old friend of the show, Pav. I'm also not going to read this. <laughs> hey, guys. It's great. We have similar things to the last brand split. Inner brand rivalry at Survivor Series. The WWE Championship on SmackDown. The Raw announce table by the stage. I hate that, by the way. Why? I want the announce table next to the ring. That's just where I want it. It's where it feels at home. Except like Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan were never by the ring. I know, but I I, I do prefer it. I don't know why. That's fine. Raw having a grungy theme, while SmackDown has an electro upbeat theme, etc., etc. If I gave you $1,000, could you sing to me either the Raw or the SmackDown theme right now? No. I couldn't either. I couldn't even th- 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 sing you the uh, NXT theme, because they changed that one too. 
I would sing the roar of the crowd. Right, that's, that's not it anymore. So no, okay, that one was good. I liked that one. Go back I liked to that, that one too. One thing missing, however, is something that I want to ask if we need New Year's revolution. The answer is no. Like the old split, SmackDown has the December pay per view, which used to be called Armageddon. How great was that set? I so, don't remember. So Raw would go from Survivor Series to the Royal Rumble without a pay per view. This pay-per-view was brought in to give Direction in December. Hey, Direction in December. That sounds like a better name than December to Dismember. That's not I disagree. December to Dismember is a a good name. Especially since it followed November to Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ECW. Maybe it's the name of Santa's Satnav. Or should I say Satpav? Two jokes in one paragraph. How pavtastic am I? Where was I'm gonna I? Go, I'm, I'm going to go online and I'm going to buy the rights to a cricket, royalty-free kick, cricket sound. And I am going to edit that in there. That's what I'm going to do to you, Pav. I'm telling you. I, we'll get back to your email, Pav, I swear. But I've been really wanting to get, like sound effects and not just the sound box thing i used to have on my phone but like <laughs> that legit was, that was classic but like legitimate ones and like get like reverb or the phone voice like i i really want to turn this into like a cheesy morning radio show <laughs> it's really what i want to do you've always wanted to do a daily show <sighs> where was i oh yes nyr gave raw direction in december and with it at the start of January, it made the holiday Raws must-watch. Who could forget the beat-the-clock matches in December 04 and 05? Or HBK's return to hype the pay-per-view? The card is set. Reigns versus Joe, Wyatt versus Hardy, Absolution versus Three Women, The Bar versus Rollins and Ambrose in a gimmick match. Hey! We could end it like Armageddon 03 when Evolution had all the gold. I'm going to be... I'm just... just... I am envious. Pav seems to have this, like, photographic memory, not just when it comes to the wrestling stuff, because he, he also seems to apply that to, to DDT wrestling. He's always talking about, you know, these previous episodes and this thing that was said here. And, like, man, you've got, you've got quite the memory. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. And <laughs> Do you ever wish you had one of those, what is it called, eidectic memories, where literally you that? remember everything? I don't think so. I think that would be awful. Like if somebody said December 4th, 2012, you could tell me what you had for lunch that day. I don't think I'd want to know my life that in depth. I think I'd spend a lot. It would be like when you're in the Azkaban and the Dementors just make you – like I already spend enough time reliving all my awkward moments. Did you say Azkaban? Because that sounds like a wonderful place. (laughs) Doc Benson, the prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. Who can forget the beat the clock matches in December 4 and 05? Everyone but you, Pav. Everyone but you. And I love you, but that's who. I think it's amazing, though, honestly. Like, why, doesn't honestly he have a show? Like... why doesn't he have a retrospective show here? He takes us through this era know. that he loves so much. I mean, I can't even remember people's faces half the time. So, I... yeah. Why isn't New Year's Revolution a thing? Is it because people are talking Wrestle Kingdom that week? No. And don't what, tell what's me a it's Wrestle Kingdom. 
Oh, is that that like 10,000 seat show that Cody Rhodes wants to put on in Chicago? No, that's the WrestleMania of New Japan that happens every January 4th. Oh, I love that. Why don't don't they just call it WrestleMania then? Well, because WWE has that name. Well, I mean, just, you know, put it in Japanese. (laughs) It probably doesn't translate directly. It's probably like, you know, grapple fever. I don't know. That'd be a great pay-per-view. It would. I want a disco ball, though. <laughs> when you're a prisoner of Azkaban, you have grapple fever. And there oh, yeah. is and there is a disco ball. Yes! But careful. Ropes can burn. True. True. Um, and don't tell me it's the Rumble build. SmackDown can start that build off. They did it successfully before, even when Raw Guys won the Rumble. Plus the Rumble sells itself. I even remember the go-home DDT pod to last year's Rumble. You saying it feels like ages since a pay-per-view. If I asked you right now, could you tell me what we talked about last week? No. I would say Triple H in a sidecar, and that's wrong. That's like three episodes (laughs) I remember... Like, that's all I remember. I'm telling you, Pav. You gotta gotta get this memory, like... You gotta put this memory to use. I think it's a great way to kick off the new year and only ended because brand specific pay-per-views ended. So Raw had the December pay-per-view too. Do you think it should be brought back? Fun fact number nine. According to Business Balls, Abraham Maslow believes sex is a basic human need equal to food and shelter for all humans. And physical symptoms occur if they don't have it. He tried to argue this as he believed it is the primal urge to keep the human race going. The P underscore A underscore V. I mean, from a biological sense, procreation is like the basic primal need. Like food and shelter are only sought out like in pursuit of sex. Like you eat enough food to have enough caloric intake to have enough energy to produce enough sperm to make babies like biologically speaking like yeah that's totally yes i don't is this like is this a contentious thing like is this abraham moslau like i don't know is this like not a commonly accepted i like i would i'm assuming it's just something he's sharing Hmm. probably i'm hoping it's because he knew i would read the email and so wanted me to have to use those dirty words I like the part where you said business balls. I don't even know what that is, and I'm not looking it up. I'm not. Um, Do do we need New Year's Revolution to be a thing? No. Um, What we need is Taboo Tuesday to come back. I think if you're going to – because I tweeted this out earlier this week. If you're going to force them to have a live event on Christmas, make it a pay-per-view caliber show. And have all those matches that he just said. Just do it on Christmas Day. But that's just me. Our next email comes from Glenn. Glenn. Ah, this is a good title here. Mystic Nut. Good evening, gentlemen. I've looked into my crystal balls and have come up with the first prediction of 2018. And it is that Pete Dunne will drop the UK title in the early part of the year, 
but will then become the cruiserweight champion, and by the end of the year, the intercontinental champion. I also foresee you putting this email aside to answer at a later date for it never to see the light of day again. Your obedient bestie, Glenn, a.k.a. Mystic Nut. Wait, I, what? I guess because he's looking into the future. We had talked about... Did he I change wondered... his name, though? Like, if I go to Twitter right now and look up Mystic Nut, am I going to get Glenn? I don't think so, but go ahead. Try it. Hmm. Mystic Nuts. Oh, wait, it's singular. Mystic Nut, the person's name is DC. <laughs> DC at Mystic Nut. Is this something that you set up? I I'm secretly Glenn. I've been I've been lying to you all this time. I knew it. I'm every one of our besties. Makes sense. I just send us emails. Yeah. Well, that's nice of you. I mean, I wouldn't feel very good about myself if we never um, got any. I, I did think I did think we could do predictions, but now that we have a new idea for the DC and Doc Talk show, um, I don't know. You know, maybe the predictions will happen with the DDT awards. I don't know. I do want to. I do want to make some predictions of what we actually think will happen in 2018, and you'll find some way to obstruct it, like you always do. Predictions for 2018? Yeah, what's going to happen in the world of wrestling in the next 12 months? We could have that as part of uh, the DDT awards. That's we could have a said. speculation section. Excellent. Our last email, first time bestie. It's the ultimate warrior himself. Ryan. Congratulations on being correct about the mystery Oreo flavor. If anyone was going to be right, I figured it would be you. I just want to point out, I was right. Not us, me. Doc Manson. (laughs) Doc Manson was right. Those Oreos are Fruity Pebbles. Cook-based accolades aren't the only reason for my email, however. Pretty sure you cookie-based. I guess so. Missed it. I need your opinion on something. To me, it feels like the dubs often confuses the good guy and the bad guy in a feud. In the past, we have seen Rusev play the bad guy uh, in a feud with Enzo Amore, where he and Lana were clearly the victims in addition to being far more likable. Currently, Shane McMahon is the good guy, despite he and his family repeatedly threatening and punishing Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for their technically justifiable actions. This doesn't take into account the many times Roman Reigns has been the good guy, yet acts like a complete dick to everyone, including other good guys. What do you think about this phenomenon? Is it even a phenomenon at all? Thanks for giving me something to listen to on the bus. And again, that's from Ryan. At Warrior MN. Yes. The Ultimate Warrior. Excellent Twitter account. I highly suggest you follow him in addition to Glenn and Pav and all of the DDT besties. Um, I mean, I'd settle for you just following me. But, I mean, if you're going to go on a little follow, crazy, click-happy little, uh, you know, I mean, by all means, let's give everybody some love. How many followers? you got any new reviews on iTunes? What? Have we gotten any new reviews on iTunes? I have no idea. Come on, people. How many followers are you up to now? Not many. 1760, something like that. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, What was this guy asking? Is it a phenomenon <laughs> that the good guy, bad guy dynamic? Do, do, no. Do, do, do. 
Vince McMahon has said, he has gone public and saying that there are not good guys and bad guys anymore. It is all shit. Phenomenon. I couldn't even finish it with the look you were giving me. Do you remember? Tall guy dated a woman for a while. Uh huh. And she used to say that every time she heard that song, it meant that something tragic was happening to her family. Who was this? Um, he dated a blonde. I know who you mean. Yeah. She was the worst. She was weird. She was the worst. I don't know. I know Tall Guy doesn't listen to this podcast, but that's a that's an impressive thing considering some of the people he's dated. Okay, maybe she wasn't the worst. I wasn't considering all the people he's ever dated. Yeah, I'm going like, and I don't know half of them, but... Hmm. Definitely not the worst. <laughs> Anyways. She um, was weird, though. And I really did, every time I saw her, kind of want to start singing that song. Just be like, let's let's test that theory. Mm, fair enough. Um, yes, no. Vince McMahon has gone on record in saying there are no good guys and bad guys. It's all shades of gray. So I don't think it's... I will say it's very strange because... I mean, okay, yeah. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens can technically justify their actions, but they're heels. Like, they're, they're, there's, there's no universe in which they're the faces of... In yeah. this thing, well, Shane McMahon no, they are isn't... in the sense that they are popular. They, sure. There's a certain fan base that likes them and likes that they're together and is entertained by what they do. That's the problem. It doesn't make them a face, though. Being liked does not make you a face. So, what makes you a face? Uh, it, it's an alignment thing. It's a mentality. It's how you approach situations. I mean, you could tell me that people cheer the Miz, but he's not a face. Okay. So when did that start? Because I would argue you could probably make the same thing for Roddy Piper. Now, granted, a lot of people hated Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper was a heel. Yes, but there were still a group of people who liked him. So, yeah, that's fine. So then the point is, this has always been. This has always been. Well, yes, this has always been. But my point is, liking someone does not make them a face. You can like someone and they're still a heel. Yeah, but I suppose if enough people like them, then are they really heels anymore? Well, that just, I guess, goes up to whether or not you think you have to be Stephanie McMahon be a is a heel because the is vast she? majority of people do not like her. I don't know. She kind of strikes me as a non-entity since she can't actually ever get come up in, in any storylines. She just sort of is there and irritating. But I don't really view doesn't her as that, a face or a heel. Doesn't that make her the ultimate heel then? Is there's no... She's not a wrestler, so I don't call her... There's no progression? Yeah. Well, Daniel Bryan's not a wrestler. He was. And he will be against. Stephanie McMahon is a former women's champion. And I imagine at one point she'll wrestle Ronda Rousey. So... She's a wrestler. No, she's not. She is someone who wrestled at one time. She is not a wrestler. Okay. Daniel Bryan wrestled at one time, but is not a wrestler. But he will be again. And he is not only someone who once wrestled, he is also a wrestler. Okay. Um, to go back to Ryan's point, uh, I don't think it is a phenomenon at all, but I do understand what you're saying. Um, you know, it is... Uh, it, 
the Rusev Enzo thing was interesting because people were booing Rusev despite the fact that he was defending, you know, essentially the honor of his wife. I mean, I guess so, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that is probably the best example there. So, what are you smelling? Oh, the cookies have been delivered. What is it? Tomato cookie. It's a cookie. What kind Peanut of cookie? Cinnamon toffee crunch. What? What makes it? What makes it crunchy? That's what I'm saying. I'm not so happy with the crunch factor. Is it cinnamon toast crunch? I think it's a misnomer on the recipe. Cinnamon, cinnamon toffee crunch. crunch. Oh. It'd be it's better cinnamony. for the cinnamon toast crunch. I like crunch. that. The toffee goes good with that. I'm just not sure what the crunch is. Yeah. And I'm wondering how they'll hmm. last. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll crunch up like if they sit, you know. Maybe. They're still warm, so. Put them in the freezer. I think then they'll crunch. Like I lost my headphones. DC says uh, you should put them in the freezer because that helps them crisp up. That's where they're headed. Huh? I'm doing some um, pre-baking for... The upcoming weeks. We're going to sit down and talk about that at some point. We're going to have a whole cookie show. And never leave. She needs to make like six dozen cookies or something, so. Well. No, not six dozen. Six varieties of probably four dozen, but we're probably talking 20 dozen. That would be 24 dozen. Give or take, she said. Oh. Hey, she wasn't a math major, okay? 24 dozen? Sorry. Thank you. See? I'm not a math major. That's all I asked. A little consistency. Coming from the man who failed by, uh, math, what, 104? It was 102 and I got a D. Thank you. I you did not fail. Okay, you're right. You didn't fail. You passed. Did that count towards, uh, you know, your program at a D? I don't think so, but, you know, whatever. That's I graduated. Right. I don't doubt it. I still can't wrap a present, but I graduated. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it back around. Now he teaches math to children, folks. I do. Hey, basic math I've got. Basic math I've got. It's just, you, you know, once you start doing algebra. It's probability. Just, it's no, algebra, well, certain parts of algebra I'm okay with. But pre-calculus, go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, well, that's, that's a fair statement. Thank you. Pre-calculus really can go fuck itself. Because pre-calculus is using algebra to solve calculus problems in a way that it's really just proof. Like you spend a whole year doing pre-calculus and you get to calculus and like everything you spent an entire year learning in pre-calc, you learn to do in about 30 seconds as they're introducing you to actual derivatives and bullshit. I don't know, man. I always thought pre-calc was, was bullshit. That's, that's not a here or there. That's where I stopped high school wise. I took pre-calc and they were like, do you want to take calculus? And I was like, no, I would like to take the silly class that teaches you how to balance a checkbook. Sign me up for that. All right, fair enough. What is your piece of positivity for the week? I know what it is. My condition! We're going to have to uh, lower the volume on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a big one. Um, yes! Ah! I will go for the fact that uh, for the first time that I can remember, Bo Dallas and Luke Harper both wrestled in the same week. The Bludgeon Brothers had a squash match. Bo Dallas wrestled, did well for a bit, but ultimately lost to Finn Balor. Doesn't matter. My boys were there. I'm happy. Hooray. Hooray. Um, all right there, ladies and jelly spoons. 
Thank you for another wonderful edition. Thank you to Ryan and Glenn and Pav and Malika Roy, or whatever her name was. Um, we have very much appreciated being able to share this time together and with you. Next week, we will preview Clash of Champions. We will give our predictions. And then there might be like one other episode, and then it will be time for the DDT Awards. Is it really already? Christmas is like two and a half weeks away. And then I get like 10 days off. So we're going to have to put our schedules together and find a day or two to get this done. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. could be problematic. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we will. That's a conversation for a later date. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that lovely Thursday evening? Same time next week. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, we'll see you around the neighborhood. Phenomena.